voices It's up to you and me To shine a guiding light and lead the way United by our cause We have the power to pursue what we believe We'll achieve the realization of our dreams Hello and welcome to this week's edition of New Horizons Thanks for your company, I'm Vaughan Benison Over the last few years, Blind Citizens Australia has continued to go from strength to strength. In fact, now they have 13 staff and uh, we're going to speak with the newest recruit, currently the newest recruit, Jane Britt from Brisbane. Jane, welcome to New Horizons. Thank you for having me. Tell us about you and your background and where you live, etc. Sure. Uh, So I am originally from northern New South Wales. I grew up in a town called Lismore. I moved to Brisbane uh, for university in 2005 and I've been here for a number of years with a few years where I was in Canberra for postgraduate study uh, before coming back here for work. So Brisbane is now home, although I have to say that uh, northern New South Wales still has a very big part of my heart. Well, northern New South Wales is a big part of my life too because I went to university in Lismore. It's an incredibly friendly part of the world and it's uh, there's so much culturally happening in the area that uh, I was very much exposed to that growing up and really loved that aspect of the environment down there. Well, I'm sure it's changed substantially. I left there 20 years ago, so you know <laughs> there's, uh, there's been an awful lot of water under the bridge since then, but I still have a number of friends uh, with whom I'm still in contact, so that's, uh, that's quite good. Tell us about uh, your university studies and uh, what you do for work, or at least up until you joined BCA. Initially, my study was at the Queensland Conservatorium of Music, so music is my first and abiding passion, and that really really was a period of my life where I got to do something that I truly loved to um, indulge in and got to do something that had been a childhood, you know, um, passion for me. It's a universal language, so I think it's something that innately connects us all, and I I like to believe that's why um, so many of us are drawn to it. And that was particularly noticeable at the National Convention, how many of our membership as well as our staff have um, musical talents. It was... um, Incredible to see that out there. After that, I ended up in psychology, which was where I was going to do my main uh, field of work. So I did uh, some undergraduate study at the University of Queensland, and then I moved to Canberra and did my honours year down at the Australian National University in Canberra and some other postgraduate psychology study before coming back here for work. So prior to being part of Blind Citizens Australia, I was in Vision Australia's graduate program, uh, working in their business transformation team, which is now called Service Innovation and Design. So a lot of my work was around NDIS pre-planning. So I was uh, doing a lot of research and report writing, as well as doing data analysis work um, around uh, NDIS service provision. So now into my role at uh, BCA, I'm working in policy and it sort of nicely dovetails into some of the consulting work I did while I was at Vision Australia around education and employment where those teams particularly used me uh, to provide some of my lived experience and advice around tackling issues in those areas. Now you are vision impaired, yeah? Yes, I am. So I have low vision. I'm totally blind in my right eye and I'm also partly deaf. So I'm deaf in my left ear with some uh, mild hearing loss on the other side. What do you think uh, you enjoy most about working with Blind Citizens Australia? 
I think for me, it's um, that idea of promoting equity and equality and um, working towards those ends. For me, that's really important, not just as someone with lived experience, but having friends and uh, family that are in that um, particular community. I think it's really important that we keep striving for change. I think we've made uh, large inroads across a whole lot of different facets of society, but I still think there is a way to go to achieving full quality and equity. And I mean, particularly for things like um, breaking down barriers in employment and education and even just um, society participation. It's something I'm quite passionate about. And for me, it's now um, wonderful to be actually having a work um, environment where I get to uh, um, work towards that passion in achieving those ends. You're working particularly in the policy area with uh, with BCA. BCA has uh, quite a number of irons in the fire in terms of policy. Is there something that is particularly dear to your heart that you're working on at the moment? Yeah, sure. So there's two things particularly that spring to mind there that I'm working on. Uh, one of them is a healthcare policy and looking at how we uh, enable people who have um, blindness or uh, vision impairment to be able to go out and interact with um, healthcare providers in a safe and accessible way. Uh, for me, this is really important. I've seen firsthand in my own experiences with um, service healthcare service providers, as well as those of others that, you know, there is some way to go here to enabling full and equitable access um, to health. And I think, you know, something that's uh, universal, everyone should have that right. And uh, something that I'm pretty proud that we will soon be able to put on the table is something that uh, we can, you know, help people get the health care that they deserve. The other thing I've been working on is the Aged Care Royal Commission submission. And I'm pretty proud of the work that our aged care reference group and other parts of our, our membership have been involved with with aged care um, advocacy and you know engagement uh, because there's a lot to be done there in the terms of bringing it in line with what we're already seeing in terms of um, NDIS service provision that there's a real gap in the uh, market at the moment between that and aged care and I think if we can close that a little bit and provide some recommendations around um, based on the lived experience of our members uh, I think that would be great towards enabling in the aged care system which actually meets everyone's needs. I'm particularly interested in the healthcare uh, policy area because that's something that came up um, in a fairly significant way at the National Convention held at the end of March uh, in Hobart. Um, Fiona Woods ran a, a, a panel session on attending hospital and healthcare appointments as somebody who is blind or vision impaired. What are some of the systemic issues that people who are blind or vision impaired face when it comes to healthcare? Well, one of the major systemic issues that we have seen from submissions that we've received has been around privacy and the incredible um, lack of being able to have full access to having private health, like privacy in your healthcare. So this is, for example, like not having access to accessible documentation about procedures and policies that um, are you know, healthcare centre might have. It also means that, you know, you might not have access to um, consent, like what, what are your procedures around informed consent? Am I actually able to be making a really informed decision here about um, the services I'm being provided as well as the procedures that I might be engaging in? If that information isn't accessible, then, well, you're not actually part of the conversation and you really can't make informed decisions about your own wellbeing. 
And at the moment, what we're seeing is that a lot of intermediate trees, so family members or supporters, are the ones who are being provided with that information to either then relay that information to the person who has vision loss or to actually make decisions on their behalf. And I think, you know, what we really want is control, choice and control for people to be able to make those decisions independently. Uh, so they're, they're the really major issues that we've seen come through. And um, it's, it's about respect, really. I think, you know, what we want in healthcare is that the service that we receive is the same as everyone else. And it means taking into account the unique aspects of our um, care that are related to our vision loss. Where do you think this fits in with, uh, particularly in terms of accessing information that's not in accessible formats, how far are we expecting healthcare providers and other government organisations or even um, private organisations to go when we have uh, services, for example, such as IRA or Be My Eyes or any number of uh, scanning software and, and things like that available to us at the touch of a button on our uh, smartphones that, uh, that we carry in our pockets every day? Sure. Now, this is where, you know, I think the intersection of where policy is really, this, this is the front, front line, the front barrier of um, policy making in this area, because then you get into third party uh, issues around privacy. Say, if you are uh, accessing information through like an app using IRA or using another um, third party thing like Be My Eyes, then you've got to be concerned about who else is accessing your very sensitive health information? So it's a really important conversation that has opened up here in this policy space. Uh, and it's something that we need to have safeguards in place before we get too far down this line and making sure that information is accessible. But what I would like to see first and foremost is that website accessibility is something that is a given for any government website, especially ones around healthcare. And then after that, finding out from patients from end users about what their preference is for accessible material, whether that be large print or electronic or braille, and then going about actually providing that because it means the power is in that person's hands um, if it's not going through a third person. There is also the side of the uh, the coin, I suppose you could say, that, of course, there's a number of people out there who don't have access to these services. And, you know, if I choose to get the information through IRA or through um, a scanning app on my phone, then that is a choice that I need to be able to make. I shouldn't be forced to make it simply on the basis that the uh, health provider can't be bothered to provide me the uh, the material in accessible formats. Yes, and I think first and foremost, that's a major consideration that you know, healthcare providers have to come to the table as far as providing information in an accessible format um, to enable someone to make a choice without being forced to actually, you know, um, give away their right to confidentiality and privacy um, by having that information relayed by a third party. So we have put out and had submissions come back in from members about their experiences. And now at the moment, we are going back and forth between myself and um, some of our other staff and the National Policy Council, and we are working it out together and fleshing out this policy. Um, so we are nearing a final stage with this product, but we are still still under review and still under development. Well, it all sounds really exciting. How can people find out more information about Blind Citizens Australia policies and, uh, and things like that? 
Sure. So on the Blind Citizens Australia website, there is a whole section of our current policies. And uh, I believe there's uh, some other fact sheets in amongst that about uh, some of our policy work. So if you head to the uh, Blind Citizens Australia website, you can find that or contact us directly. Um, we should be able to provide, um, point you in the direction of the particular materials that you are looking to read. Jane Britt, once again, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Jane Britt there, Policy Officer with Blind Citizens Australia. I did put a call out in the last week's program for people to send me in recordings of them telling us about their favourite podcasts for International Podcast Day coming up on the 30th of September. To date, I have one response, so please uh, get your submissions in. New.horizons at bca.org.au is the email address. New.horizons at bca.org.au. About 60 seconds or so talking about your favourite podcasts and how they enrich your life as a person who is blind or vision impaired. If you'd like to contact Blind Citizens Australia, 1-800-033-660 is the number, 1-800-033-660. Or you could email bca at bca.org.au, bca at bca.org.au. I'm Vaughan Benison. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream. Of our dreams